David Pensick, Communications Manager for Sklo Center Region Library. We are located in the heart of downtown State College on the corner of Beaver Avenue and Allen Street. And this episode is dropping on Wednesday, December 12th. So, uh, you know, right in the heart of the holiday season, uh, we're midway through December, getting ready for the new year even. And uh, so a lot of stuff happening. Um, we have our finals lounge. I'll get into that later at the end of the show uh, as Penn State students are in finals week. But for this episode, uh, I had the pleasure of talking with Ann Bergevin and a couple of her students. Uh, if you haven't been in our in the library this month, we have a great exhibit going on in the gallery, in our art gallery. It's a young, uh, Quilts and Prints, Young People Respond to G's Bend Art. And uh, Ann Bergevin, some people might know her. She helps out with the, our uh, write and illustrate your own uh, book contest. She does young writers workshops. Um, for this, she had a number. She had uh, several of her students, uh, ages like ten to sixteen years old, learn learn about G's Bend. And this uh, took place uh, during the in Alabama during the civil rights uh, movement. Um, the, uh, women down there they they made these beautiful quilts and did textile art. And her, she, uh, Anne found out about it. Uh, she introduced this art to a number, number of her students and who took a class. And they created, and if you, I definitely recommend going to, to our gallery and checking out the quilts and, and prints that, that these young, uh, young students did. And it's just really amazing, great work. And so I, uh, I had the pleasure of talking with Anne and four of the students who participated in the exhibition. Uh, Ruth Anstrom, who's 12 years old, uh, Amila Ducal, who's 13, uh, Kate Loomis Adams, who's age 15, and also Faith Kingsley, who's uh, age 16. And they just, uh, they created these great, they're four of the students who created, um, who are part of the exhibition. And, and again, these create these beautiful quilts and prints that are in our gallery. So I uh, hope you get to enjoy my conversation with them, learn a little bit about G's Bend Art, and uh, definitely uh, check out the exhibition that's running throughout December in, in, our, in our gallery in the library. So here's my conversation with uh, Ann Bergevin and uh, her students as they talk about quilt making and G's Bend Art. about how this exhibition came about, how you decided, you know, what, what inspired you to do a class on G's Bend. Absolutely. Um, I was first introduced to G's Bend art by a friend who uh, noticed my artwork and my quilting and wondered if I had been uh, ever introduced to G's Bend uh, quilts and art. I hadn't, and when I was, I myself was tremendously inspired uh, and I wanted to learn more about them, so I, I started researching and looking and studying their quilts. 
I felt so inspired that I wanted to continue sharing my uh, interest in their art. So I designed a class for students. And because I'm a creative writing teacher, um, I have a number of students, thankfully, in my life. And a number of them were interested in studying uh, and creating art inspired by the G-Spen quilters. Mm, wow. Um, and how, I guess, in terms of, uh, were you surprised by the response you did get that a lot, there was seemed to be a lot of interest in, in, in doing the class and, and, and creating these quilts? I was happily surprised yeah, yeah. that yeah. Uh, seven people took interest initially, yeah. and then uh, two more a little bit down the road, mm -hmm. and then another two joined uh, toward the end of the class. So in total, there were 11 students wow. all creating art inspired by the G-Spend artists. Mm -hmm. So it was a pleasant surprise. Well, let's uh, turn to some of the arts. I'll go around. Um, Katie, let's start with you. How, what drew you to... Um, to taking the class and, 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 and learning about G's Ben and then creating a quilt for it. And a print. <laughs> and a print, yes. <laughs> well, it was really um, a surprise, kind of. Um, if I may it, jump in. No, yeah, yeah. Um, Katie has taken a lot of interest, personal interest, in the civil rights movement. Okay. And um, the history of the G's Bend quilters is very tied to the history of the South right. and the civil rights movement. So if I may um, uh, jump in and just mention that, I think that that probably is part of what drew you to this project because Katie and her family had taken a long car trip um, into the South and visited a lot of the civil rights um, Monuments and also important places of history uh, throughout the South. That was just a, a year and a half ago. Um, so, is that part of what interested you about the G's Ben filters when you learned yeah. about the class and learned about these women and what they do? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought so too. Yeah. What um, what struck you about their story that that um. Like you, you, you have a book here, and then you mentioned that mm -hmm. what you read about them, what struck you, but that they would, uh, this would be a great project for. Well, a couple of things from an historical perspective, I was very uh, interested in the their isolation. Mm. So this group, of, this community, had been somewhat isolated through the forces of slavery, um, and then post Civil War uh, effects on people in in the South. Uh, black Americans, and um, how they lived and survived in very difficult conditions. Um, many of the quilters have the last name of the original slave owner and plantation owner, Petway, is the last name of so many of these families. And at first I thought, this is a very odd coincidence that they all had the last name Petway, and then I realized that they assumed the name of their owner, and that was just passed down from generation to generation. So there's that history that's very unusual and intriguing and sad, and to me at times upsetting to know that this actually happened in our country. And then in addition, what they did with their resources, um, they mentioned uh, that they made bridges quilts and things that were just 
uh, leftovers, not wanting to waste anything. Mm. Um, so that's one thing that really sort of stands out in my mind, mm. that they were living a very difficult existence and yet creating this phenomenally beautiful art, mm. wow. not even knowing that it was art. Mia, hmm. um, uh, you would go to you. Um, what um, struck you? I mean, was there anything when you learned about the class and even taking it and watching the film, anything that, that drew you to, to it? Well, I've always wanted to make a quilt. The idea of making a quilt out of leftovers, scraps, out of the like scrap basket, taking the pieces from there, and making something usable and durable out of them. I thought that was a very like, interesting idea and I wanted to do that. Mm. And the process of making it, it was so fun and interesting. And I got, it was like spending time with my friends <laughs> and quilting, talking to them mm. while creating a piece of art. It was a really exceptional experience for me. How about you, Faith? What was the experience? Like. Um, I thought it was really fun. Um, like Omila said, um, it was great to like m just hang out with friends and basically we just did whatever we wanted to do. Um, we just like my quilt. I picked a bunch of crazy colors and patterns, and it was just really fun to just play around with that and um, just try new things yeah. and just hang out with friends. So yeah. <laughs> And Ruth, how about you? At first, I thought it was just, I just wanted to do the quilt. I was actually a little apprehensive during it. I was like, eh, is it going to take too long? But I actually found it pretty fun. And I think the fun, I'm usually a spontaneous artist. Like, I don't really plan that much. And so doing my quilt wasn't really that different. I was like, oh, these look together. That'd be fun. And I just stuck things on and... Whenever I met, and everything I did was just kind of off-center and kind of not very straight. I was just like, hey, it looks like a G's Ben quilt. I mean, I, and that was kind of the look I was going for. Not really too intentionally, but that's just how it came out. Um, I guess is that what you talk about the civil rights and the history, besides people coming to the gallery to see the great work, is that something you're also hoping that they learn about the story, the background, um, that, and maybe get, you know, interested in what happened in the, in the civil rights movement and even our, our country's history back then. I saw this yeah. project as an integrated arts yeah. project so that we learned not only about the artistic process of creating quilts and, and block prints, but learning about the history of the people who inspired us and who have inspired many people, um, as well as learning about art itself mm -hmm. and the creative process. So definitely, um, the students watched a, a documentary about um, the G's Bend Quilters. It's a PBS documentary mm -hmm. um, that uh, I think really highlighted the life and the history of the G's Bend Quilters. Mm -hmm. And then some people went on to do more reading and studying Others just sort of immerse themselves in the artistic process. Mm -hmm. Ruth, what are you going to say? I was just going to say that I think it's funny that how the 
kind of the story of the Jews and quilters kind of compares to ours. Like, the quilters, they started out, these were just quilts they made, they just did them for fun and for social and to keep the children warm. But then all of a sudden they, they were discovered and started showing up in New York galleries and in, like, they were really noticed by everybody and I suppose that they were shocked because these were just things that they did. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same with us. It was just a quilting class for fun, make quilts, prints, socialize, and then all of a sudden there was shows and there were interviews and this podcast. <laughs> and it was just a little... And it was just kind of interesting. Yeah. It was, I didn't expect it to go that far. Wow. <laughs> When um when did when did this class take place? When did you all work on it, or how long did it take you to make? It was planned as an eight week class mm-hmm. that began in March, mm-hmm. and it's and it and it really has ended up being eight months mm-hmm. um, because this is this is the ultimate uh, <laughs> climax and conclusion yeah. to the to the experience. So I think it grew. Mm. And, and 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 in a nice way, we realized we needed more time to do the quilting. So we would get together in the summer and uh, bring our quilts and quilt. And um, it became, as as several people here have said, a social experience mm. as well as um, an artistic experience. Mm. And if I might um, share a, a quotation yeah. from one of the quilters that kind of echoes what Ruth was saying. Um, it's a quote by Mary Lee Bendolf, who's a, a woman who's still alive and quilting in the Jews Bend community. Uh, and she wrote, um, we'd get together and make quilts just like we were praying together. And then the author of the book from which this quote comes wrote, Stitching and Pulling, the women sang hymns and spirituals, and the quilts echoed their rhythms. And I loved that uh, imagery so much that while we, while we were quilting together, while these women were quilting and working on their own individual quilts, somehow that experience was integrated into the quilt itself. Um, kind of uh, agrees with what you were mentioning, Ruth, that um, it was an informal way to just get together, but then at the same time, you created these beautiful <laughs> works of art, <laughs> surprisingly. Yeah, were you surprised? I mean, it, it was a social thing. Were you, then were you surprised with, like, I mean, how, how, how much are you paying attention to the, I guess, mm-hmm. the quilting and then... And then, you know, or then are you surprised at what you created? I mean, were you, when the uh, final piece were finished? I mean, that, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my quote is, I, I didn't, when I quilted it, I was, I wanted to do a little swirly pattern, like hand-stitched all over, because that was a pattern I come up with that I thought was really fun. And so, but I originally decided to cover the entire quilt with the swirls, but turn, but I, but after it took a really long time to just do part of it, I decided to only do, uh, like, the green part of my quilt stitched with swirls. I, and I did some X's across the rest of it and left the border blank just because... I just think it was really fun to do the quilting because mm. and it's 
just something I did while I listened to the radio. I just sat and quilted. What was that like? What was the process like? Yeah. At first, my quilt, it was going to be really small. And then I thought, I want to make this a little bigger. It's, this is just too small. It was going to be a wall hanging. So it was going to have just four squares. And then I made that nine squares. And then I thought, I'm going to cut each square into four squares and then mix up the colors and sew the squares back together to make it more interesting, not so plain. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did, and it grew into a much bigger mm -hmm. quilt. And like Ruth, instead of listening to the radio, I listened to audiobooks while I quilted it, and it was really fun to just sit on my bed, quilt, and listen to stories. And for me, uh, watching everybody create these um, quilts, it was a fascinating uh, experience because each individual person worked so differently mm -hmm. from one another. Right. Some people were very color-oriented. Uh, some people were thinking about the symmetry, the asymmetry. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and so it was just an exciting experience and honor, actually, to see each person think through how they wanted to make their quilts and their block prints as well. And my uh, co-teacher, Elaine Elledge, created a quilt questionnaire at the beginning of the class and, and helped uh, by asking the kids to think about some questions. Um, which quilt are they drawn to? And is the fabric solid or printed? Um, are the designs symmetrical? Um, is the color scheme bright or muted? So the students went through this questionnaire and then started to do some sketches of their block prints and or their quilt design as well. And I don't know about all of you here today, I don't know uh, whether this questionnaire um, served you throughout the process, but I think it may have gotten you going and thinking um, about how to design something like this. Are you, or any of you, hoping to or will continue quilting because of this experience? <laughs> yes, I really want to continue. Yeah, it's like, quilting is something that it's something I enjoy doing, and I want to continue to make more. To I've looked through lots of books at different patterns, at different styles, and I've gotten some ideas and I want to continue making like quilts, like flat quilts, not too big, not too small, like things you can hang on a wall or maybe just put in your lap to keep you warm in the winter. Small things, but I also want them to be like, not too plain, not too fancy. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds, That's like, right. it sounds like <laughs> faith, Faith's perfectly imperfect yeah, <laughs> like Faith's theme. theme. <laughs> Something like that. Just things to make people happy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else continue, want to continue? With yeah. the... I've always liked sewing and making stuff, but after that very long, laborious process of quilting, I think I'm going to take a break from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you said that when you handed the finished quilt to me, Ruth, you I'm said, done. I'm done. I'm going to take a break for a while <laughs> before the next project. 
understandable. Are you planning to do anything else with, with this exhibition, um, taking it elsewhere? Have you, get, have you got interest in, from a, in, I don't know what your plans are for it? Or individually, I don't know what you have plans <laughs> for we, it there. Should we take it on the road? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great question. Yeah. It only occurred to me the other day that so much went into this right. whole process and project that we should not stop here yeah. and maybe see if um, another community might like to also showcase the artwork. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm thinking about that and yeah, open a, to ideas. Obviously some great galleries and spaces around the region that would be of interest to this, yeah. Maybe even the Palmer. Oh, maybe. There you go. <laughs> I see. <laughs> um, um, is there anything else about either the story of the exhibition that you, you want to talk about or bring up that people that you think people should know about? Well, I'm hoping that Faith might share a little bit about her written reflection mm. on the artistic process. Um, I mentioned the perfectly imperfect. Could you just describe that um, thought process that you went through when you were thinking about perfection versus imperfection? Yeah, so um, what I really like about the G's Bend quilts is that they are absolutely full of imperfections, like, like corners that don't match up or like weird stitching but that's like that's what people like about it that's what makes them so unique and special and I thought that was a really neat idea that because you know most people like think oh I want to do the best of my quilt and make it perfect or make it really nice and line up and oh like if the seam, seam doesn't line up um like start over, like, redo it, but I, I kind of took inspiration from the G's Ben quilters, um, that when there was an imperfection, as long as it wasn't, like, completely, like, a big, like, hole that I missed, or something like that, I just kind of left it as that, and it was a really neat process just to let, you know, the imperfections be, and not try and fix them, and I think it was a really neat way to learn about, like, how, how much effort to put into something, you know, not overexert yourself with, you know, it has to be perfect, but not, not completely, just, oh, whatever, just, like, that balance. It's great not to stress about, like, oh, I don't have it perfectly symmetrical, it's kind of different, like, oh, that's okay, I'll just go with it. Is anyone a perfectionist here that that drove them nuts? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. um, yeah, I'd be. I think challenge. yeah, the, there is a there is there is a person in our group who really um, struggled with yeah, that, would, yeah. that idea that uh, she didn't use a ruler and didn't measure. Yeah. She was just I can using see that. Yeah. her eye, <laughs> um, but she suffered through it and created a gorgeous quilt. That's so. great. That's great. Yeah. Well, before uh, we go, um, one thing I'd like to ask people who come on this is to ask about, um, since we're the library, ask about books, any books that have impacted your lives, either um, you know when you're younger or more recently. So, uh, Anne, start with you. Were there any books or um, books that in your life that have made an impact on you? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> um, 
I hope you're saving about 20 minutes for there this. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's about books. That could be a whole, you know, sidebar yeah. episode. Or Especially with this, <laughs> yeah. this group of book lovers. Um, I am a poet, primarily, so I'm going to cite some poetry, some poets and poetry books. Mary Oliver is my favorite um, American poet. Um, I love anything she's written, and she's written, I think, over 15 uh, books of her poetry. Um, I'm very connected with the, feel very connected with the natural world, and she writes from that place within herself. So I just sense this kinship with her, uh, and it inspires me in my own writing as well. Actually, I should put a plug in, and you do a lot with our, we have our uh, Write Your Own Book contest, and you do workshops that will be coming up in February, so I can promote that, but yeah, so um, yeah, I want to thank you, and, the, and yeah, you help out the aspiring young writers. There, thank you, so. David. I enjoy that role. So, yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, Katie, do you have a... Or no, okay. One book that really kind of changed my life is like the Sarah series by Esther and Jerry Hicks and the the series just taught me to be more positive more happy to appreciate life more to find like the good thing and like if a bad thing happened to keep saying a good thing is gonna happen and I don't need to worry about this because it, I'm, I, I want to be happy, so I'm going to be happy. And I'm not going to worry about this bad thing that's happened to me. Um, so that series just really, I think, changed my life. Hmm. It sort of went with the quilting. If bad things happen, you just continued on. <laughs> if it's not symmetrical, there you keep go. going. There you go. <laughs> um, actually, Amila introduced me to the Sarah series also. Um, so that really impacted me a lot, and I really, they're definitely one of my favorite series. But I guess I'll talk, uh, the book I was thinking um, was Anne of Avonlea by Miss Montgomery. And um, I really enjoyed that book because I feel like, I feel like Anne uh, is very much like me. The main character is very much like me. I'm very much like her. And, um, in the way that, like, she overreacts to things, and I react overreact to things, and I really thought it was neat because Anne is always having all these accidents, like, she dyes her hair green, and, like, all these different things that, like, don't happen to most people, and it's funny because things like that happen to me, <laughs> I, uh, uh, similarly, I accidentally dyed my hair yellow, um, um, long story, but, um, like, so it's neat to just find a character who has a lot of mishaps that I can relate to, and that it is, she is, she is loved for her mishaps and accidents, and so it's just nice to know that that can be viewed as a positive. So seems to be a theme. There <laughs> 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 Yeah, there are a lot of books that I like, and well, there was I can only think of one book that was like really inspiring. It's the Genie Scheme by Kimberly Jones. The Skull Library actually has it. And the part at the end where they go, where the main characters go around, like, 
giving wishes to everybody else. I already do kind of things like that. I'll not give wishes, but <laughs> like, like to do nice things for people. But every time I read that, it just inspires me to do more and come up with more ideas for doing things like that. I also like fan- I also like fantasy books, especially the Liz Kessler books. I always get writing inspiring mm-hmm. by those. And it's just fun. Those are just fun. That's great. Right. Well, thank you all for joining joining me and joining SCLO and, uh, and the exhibitions up through the month of December so people can uh, can enjoy it. We want to thank you, though, yeah. for having us. Yeah, well, thank you. We and really and the exhibition's it. beautiful, and uh, congratulations on the work you've done. You should be proud of it. I so. agree. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. and prints young people respond to G's Bend Art exhibition runs throughout December in, in our gallery, so definitely check that out. Um, and, and with the uh, writing contest, I might as well mention, get into that, write and illustrate your own book contest. Uh, submissions uh, can start coming in on January 2nd, and that runs through March 12th, and then there will be a ceremony on April 25th where the, uh, winner, for the winners. Um, so again, uh, that's January 2nd when you can start submitting submitting your work for that contest. And Anne's going to be having a workshop on February 9th. So uh, if you go to our website, sclolibrary.org, you can uh, register for that. Uh, some other events at the library, um, even though, depending on when you're listening to this, the finals lounge is open until uh, January 12th, and then January 13th is the last day from noon to 8 p.m., on Friday, December 14th, the library is going to be closing early. We'll be closing at 1 p.m. for a staff event. So, again, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, just note that. Uh, for the holidays, uh, the, the schools go, we're going to be closed on December 24th, 25th, and 26th. And then we'll be open on reopen on Thursday, December 27th at 9 a.m. Now, usually we open at noon on Thursdays, but since we were will have been closed the previous three days, uh, we're going to be opening at 9 a.m. on Thursday, the 27th. And then on New Year's Eve, Monday, December 31st, we'll be closing early at 6 p.m. Uh, we have a number. We have a couple of first night events though happening. So you want to visit the library for first night activities. Um, one is Mr. Music. He has a couple performances at 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. They're free events, so the, you don't have to get a button uh, for those. And uh, as a little preview, I'll be talking to Mr. Music next week for next week's episode of the podcast. So you can uh, look forward to that. Uh, a couple other things. Uh, Center County Reads, we announced that a few uh, weeks ago. Uh, it's a vulture um, uh, by Katie Fallon, and activities are going to be starting in that end of January. But you can obviously, uh, if you want to get a head start, check out the book uh, and, and get a read on that because uh, we'll have uh, book discussion groups and a number of events happening there. Um, and then uh, I think that's it. Uh, we're getting to the end of the year, um, and, and then... 2019 events are going to be starting, hard to believe. So, um, again, everything's on our website, sclolibrary.org, um, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and, um, and the podcast, obviously. And oh, First Night, I guess I mentioned uh, you can buy First Night buttons at Sclo Library. So uh, we will have buttons there, even though for the events at Sclo, they're free. But if uh, you're planning on, to, planning on going to several events during First Night, you can pick up a button at the library, purchase one. Uh, 
So until next week when I do talk to Mr. Music and, and, and his performances here at First Night, uh, we hope to see you at Sklo Library. 